Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Briar Moss can curse in five different languages. We mostly curse in English. So if you're listening around English speakers, you may want to make sure they're okay with curses. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Andy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 10 of Street Magic. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. One, two, three, four. Let's declare a gang war. Chapter 10 is where Evie gets to meet Juba Hooba. Yes. And she doesn't call him Juba Hooba to his face, but we kind of wish she did because he shows up in a litter carried by slaves who have to hold him there while he slowly clambers down. I don't know. I feel like what she does is way worse than calling him Juba Hooba to his face. <laughs> I, I feel probably would have preferred that than the lashing that she gave him. Briar tries to be as diplomatic as possible, even though it's difficult for him to be diplomatic with this asshole. And he introduces Jebelu and Evie and Jebelu's pretty much immediately like, shut up and turns his attention to Evie and pulls out like some kind of stone disc that he holds to her forehead. And then he gives her a piece of petrified wood and says, take this light up. And she's like, that's not a rock. And then Briar's like, ooh, it's wood. And Jebelu's like, you're just a child. Then Jebelu gives her diamond and says, okay, fine, make this light up. And Evie's like, "Uh, this has some cracks in it. Are are you sure it's not going to break? And he's like, no one can break a diamond. So of course she proceeds to break the diamond. Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. This scene reminded me of, uh, was it the first book where they had, yeah, it was the earthquake when they were talking about how they tried to trap all the power within the crystal and it just bounced around till it went free. And that's basically what happened here, but on a much smaller scale. I did not make that connection before. And that's a really good connection. And I realize now that it connects to something that happens in one of the later books as well. Good work, Pierce. 
After oh. breaking the diamond, he's like, pack your things. Let's go. If you don't want to live with me, I have another person that will take you in and they'll be very strict with you. And she says, fuck you. I'm not going with you. Worthy, uh, worthy to mention also that after she breaks the diamond, based on his body language, Briar realizes that Evie is more powerful than Jebelu and Jebelu knows it. Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't be a problem if he wasn't an asshole. It's like if you're a teacher and you get a kid who's smarter than you are, you can either be like, oh, cool, you're really smart and you should go do amazing things or you can be an asshole. Well, he is definitely going to be an asshole considering that he ran off all the other stone mages. And if she realizes that she's stronger than him, uh, he's got to get rid of her before she realizes that. Yeah, so she's like, you're an asshole. He's like, well, fine. You tell that female to stop bothering me. This is like the third book that this has happened. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Jebelu goes off. Briar's like, eh. But he's definitely not gonna like make Evie try to play nice with that guy because he's an asshole. Yeah. So the whole way home, he's thinking, uh, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to like get another house so that Evie can come with her cats because we really need to live together. But Rose Thorne's not gonna want to bring anybody else in. And there's also cats to think about. And he's like trying to come up with the best ways to break the news to Rose Thorne that, yeah, uh, I kind of have a student now and we're going to sort of sort of have to adopt her. Yeah. But before we get to all of that, there is also a bit before, after Jabalu, but before they go home, where they interact with the Gate Lords and the Gate Lords show up and they demand from Evie to know where their leader is. They're really threatening toward her and Briar defends her and he's like, hey, she's not a viper. She has nothing to do with any of this. Back off. Put the knife to their face. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I believe he also lets a few of his miniature trees go. Yes. And, and so he one of them up. He ties up some people in some trees, and he's like, "You back off, or I will have to do something dangerous." Then we find out that the two girls, the two Viper girls, who Evie was talking with, what a chapter ago. Uh, no, is it this chapter? I think. Yeah. Because whenever walked, she's oh. walking up to the stall, she's walking uh, with those two girls. Oh. I think and it was, and I like, think it was. What do you think you're doing? You shouldn't be talking to them. And she's like, "Why? They're the same people that they were, even if they are vipers now." He's like, "No, they're vipers now, not camel guts. So you can't talk to them." Yeah, and apparently, since they're vipers now, one of them is also dead now. That's so they were told that to prove themselves as vipers, they had to lead away the leader of the gate lords. And because they led away the leader of the gate leader of the gate lords, even though they didn't directly kill him, they're the ones who the gate lords went after. That's who they saw the leader with last was those two. And the other one finds Briar and Evie. She's in disguise and she finds Briar and Evie as they're walking out of the market and she asks to go with them just so that she can go safely. He kind of tries to convince her to get out of all of this. And she's like, F no, they killed my friend. I'm going to retaliate. And Briar finally figures out what Evie's been talking about with this whole gangs are bad thing. And then they get home to Rosethorn, who has already arranged for Evie to stay with them. 
And Briar's like, wait, what, huh? And she's like, oh, come on, I'm not an idiot. Despite how upsetting this chapter is, we still end on a ridiculously cute note. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it won't stay that way forever. Oh, no. There's going to be lots of murder next chapter, I'm sure. Murder. Murder. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like about the chapter. So who wants to talk first about the murder or the cuteness? The idea that uh, Bri- Woodbriar says a real stone mage would be a better teacher than a kid green mage. That's an idea that makes sense, right? Like to, to become a teacher to, to a new rock mage, you'd want a, a rock mage that just logically tracks. But he doesn't take into consideration a shitty rock mage compared to like a child <laughs> teacher is still... You know, the child is preferable to the shitty adult teacher. It reminds me of what Evie says. She's like, he'd be a terrible teacher anyway. He'd be a lot better than him. He's like, like, that's saying much. <laughs> <laughs> very low bar to... Briar walks up to the bar and steps over it. <laughs> Didn't take much. <laughs> Briar biting the inside of his cheek and silently counting to 50 to keep from telling Jevalu to shove the stone up his ass. <laughs> Moments where I wish Tamara Pierce actually did use swear words in her books. Yeah, that was a classic and hilarious. Evie calling Jebelu a blood-sucking tick. Like, there's just so much good dialogue in this. Very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're more trouble than you're worth. I'm a girl. That's my job. I'm not going to say anything. That was just funny. <laughs> um, that's all I was going to say. I'm just glad that he apologized right after. He's like, you know what? I didn't mean that. We, we came back to the idea of Blood for Blood, the Viper girl who was involved with the kidnapping of the gate lord's leader uh is like they killed my friend like you know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go back and kill some of them because that makes sense you know it's a stupid loop of revenge that you know we we just got finished with the other book dealing with this and it's like we know it's not gonna end well we would have known you know regardless it wasn't gonna end well but yeah we can see her going down a path that is not great i didn't even make that connection of we just dealt with this in the other book mm-hmm. and so now it's just thematically coming back the idea of like just briar's inner monologue and had rose thorn ever felt this way as if he thought her perfect and might disappoint if uh, he found out she was human after all i love that because no really he thinks she hung the moon he really does and on that part i just wrote yes in as big capital letters as possible absolutely she felt this way him deciding okay look if i'm gonna teach her this is what i can do until we find someone who's more suited like reading and writing and thumbs learning the stars and how to use paper and ink he's just going through this whole fucking list he's like all right i guess we're gonna have to figure out how to do this so game plan considering trish was able to do it as a child younger than what he is now i i think i think he can do it with less patience (laughs) yeah 
I I love how like how calmly Briar is like, I'm gonna fuck you up if you don't stop this. But he just like lays the uh, knife against me. She's like, listen, (laughs) I'm gonna need you to stop. I will end you. I just need you to stop. And it was like such a vague threat too. He's like, I can't promise what I can or or like what I will or won't do. Do yeah, so easily become a villain. I swear. Yeah, the whole thing with the roses in previous chapter and then this him casually just like putting knives on people's faces like if you don't fucking stop i can't promise what i'm gonna do i might fuck you up i might kill you (laughs) all right briar chill i love it i love the i love it too but at the same time it's like he could easily go a different way and now we understand why indy relates the most to briar (laughs) Yes. Indy, I'm raising my eyes at you. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Could very well become a supervillain if I wanted to. He really could. So easily. Yeah. Good thing thing he's on our side. (laughs) Your gang's who you have when you don't have anyone else. For you, maybe. For me, it's one more pack of wild dogs looking to tear me apart. Just that, that dynamic of the two I really like trying to decide what he's going to say to Rose Thorne. Yes. He's just like, well, it's not a good idea to not say anything, so... Uh, Especially when you're sitting there as an audience member and you're going, yeah, she already knows, dude. She already knows. It's it's not hard to figure out. And then the end, just that, that last couple of paragraphs. Yeah. I guess I was the last to know. Mm-hmm. Well, just... you are the boy. <laughs> Point. Yep. <laughs> well they had to get they did get on him after he had basically told her uh, evie already oh you're more trouble than you're worth well it's because you're yeah. a girl so she had to get her dig back i just love all the cuteness between briar and evie oh my goodness they are so cute i'm over my ship of briar and sandria has sell on to briar and evie they're so so cute oh my goodness they're get, gonna get a house together and have seven little cats and he's protecting her with knives against faces whenever he, she's talking to Jeb Lou he's like he was unhappy with himself to realize that he didn't want to give Evie to the man and then I uh, was thinking to himself also if he beats her I'll kill him like yes protect your girl and then I already talked about how um the light ricocheting inside the rock Reminded me of the first book about the earthquake. Briar's telling her, maybe you should stop because it's gonna break like it did in the first book. And Jeblo, he's so stupid. You can tell that he's not going to be a good teacher considering doesn't know when to fucking stop. Just like in the first book, it does not go good. And the power bursts out and ends up hurting Evie. She could have got way more hurt than what she did, so... Reminded me of the first book. Evie just laying into Jebelou. Oh, it was so beautiful. It's like, yes, you tell him. Especially after she, he's like, oh, this is what comes of dealing with gutter snipes. And she's like, oh, I may be a gutter snipe, but you're a fucking tick. Like, yes. Cuteness with Evie and Briar. When she tells Briar, you're awful smart. And you don't think you're better than people just because there's silver in your pocket. Like, 
so stinking cute. Oh my goodness. You're more trouble than you're worth. And then uh, Briar immediately apologizes after that and says, I didn't mean that uh, about you being trouble. I'm just not sure I'd be a very good teacher. Having a kid of my own joking around like that, it's, you can really have an impact on them. Like, oh, you're more trouble than you're worth. And they may play it off like, oh, it's a joke. But I know that it probably hurts them sometimes too. Like, oh, too much trouble, I guess. And so it, it was really nice that he went ahead and apologized for it. Oh, I probably shouldn't joke like that. It's not very nice. It becomes so considerate. I know. He's growing up so much. Our little babies. I know. And then, of course, Rose Thorn already knowing that he's going to come back with Evie and just throwing books at him like, here, start reading, boy. You got some learning to do to be a teacher. And then I'm excited for the cats moving in. So I want to know the rest of their names. We have three names of the seven. So I want to know the rest of their names. I'm excited for kitty cat shenanigans. I thought Briar's argument with Evie about the two camel gut Pfeiffer girls was really interesting. I guess it's, I get both of their points of view. And I think maybe on some level, it was a little surprising that Briar's just like, no, we don't associate with them anymore. But I guess I also understand that the reason he's doing that is because he's worried about what the Vipers are going to do to Evie. I also liked the line about Briar being confused is a normal state. We've already talked a lot about Jubahuba being a jerk wad. Briar starts calling him Jubahuba in this chapter. Fan fucking tastic. Jubahuba arrives and Evie is kind of standing behind Briar and he has to move aside and it says he feels like a traitor. And I was like, oh, contact sympathy. You usually feel like contact embarrassment, but I was just like, oh, oh, my heart is breaking. I also feel like a traitor just reading this. <laughs> Pain. Brittany mentioned Briar's thinking, oh, if you hit her, I will kill you. I thought it was interesting because Sandry is also thinking about teachers who will beat their students in magic steps there's a part where Posco is like being super fidgety while she's trying to get him to meditate and she's like no that would be inappropriate Jebelu gives her some other like it's not the petrified wood but it's also not the diamond gives her something else to like light up and she does it really easily or he gives her something something to do egg shaped yeah and Briar's thinking oh wow she practiced I was just like that must have been really dangerous you could have fucked up you should have warned her not to do that yeah because he's like oh yeah she could have died but I'm kind of proud of her at the same time but she really could have hurt herself in magic steps like Sandry specifically tells Posco no doing magic without somebody present until I tell you it's okay because I need to know that you're not gonna fuck it up and hurt somebody like yourself like he did anyway Briar wrapping Evie's wound he does a sandry with the the bandage and makes the bandage knit itself into itself and I was like ah you learned something from your sister and then we briefly mentioned this but I wanted to bring it up again Jebelu says female referring to Rose Thorne this is the third time we've had some dude refer to someone as that female. female. I kind of get the impression that Pierce went through this personally. Two of those have been pointed towards Rose Thorn, though, because the first one was Yarun at Rose Thorn. Did Yarun say it too? Because I know Crane says it in Briar's book. I thought it was Yarun that said it. It's possible that he says it also, which would just make it the fourth time. 
Yeah, because so, but then that would mean three of them were pointed towards Rosethorn. No, no, because Crane doesn't Crane doesn't say it to Rosethorn. Crane Crane says it about the person who accidentally brought on the blue pox. Oh yeah, that's after right. they find her notebook. He's like that female. And then of course in Magic Steps, Pasco's grandfather says it about Yasmin. And then now we have Juba Huba saying about Rosethorn. Just the people, the people who use this phrase are getting worse and worse. Like Crane, we actually kind of like. Pasco's grandfather isn't great, but yeah, whatever. I'm kind of mad about him. This side's an asshole. So we're just like, yeah. like cascading down the stairs. Yeah. He also says, don't take that tone with me. And I just wrote like, ugh, I hate it when people say that. Ugh, so. yeah. Like that makes uh, me want to take that tone with me even more. You telling me not to do that. Right. Briar looks at Evie the same way he looks at Rosethorn. We know Evie's done something right. And then her whole attitude, because Briar's like, I'm not going to be a great teacher. And she's like, oh, well, you're going to be better than that guy. And he's like, yeah, that's not saying much. No, seriously, Evie, like, you don't get this. Like, I don't know anything about stones. I know some shit about Malachite and that's it. And she's like, well, Malachite's a lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like, we'll figure it out. I trust yeah. you. And it's just very cute and sweet. It's very cute. You're smart. You got this. I'm like, oh, my heart is melting. And then when he ties up the gang members, he like puts magic into the trees to let them like grow more and like use their full tree strength. And one of the trees that he does this with is the fig that he's been having trouble with several chapters ago. So he's like finally got the fig doing what it needs to do. And now he's like, let it go. And he's like, ah, now I have to prune you back. And the fig knows that that's what he's going to do. And it protests. It's like, no, I don't want that. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme that I found is that gangs are bad (laughs) and i know i said that as a joke earlier but like it it is very bad briar i feel kind of had this like more rose colored glasses look at gangs based on his experience because they definitely got him out of a real shitty situation and at least gave him some sense of safety and stability. But these gangs in, in, uh, it's Chamor, right? They're they're not great. It's not good. I think now that he's seeing it from the other side of it, him having to deal with the gangs instead of him being in the gang, he's like, oh shit, this is not as great as I remember it being. Yeah, it, it, it sucks having the shoe be put on the other foot yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it definitely not a not a nice feeling when you have to like fight off two kids when you're just trying to sell some fucking trees you know because they think that your friend is part of a gang when she's not like yeah it's it's such a territorial kind of thing that like evie said even if you're not in a gang if they think if you're in the way like they will make any justification to make it seem like you are in a gang so they can do stuff to you yeah he her saying that made him remember times that they would single out somebody and they would like terrorize this person at the time he thought it was hilarious and now he's thinking about it again like oh that's not as funny as i once thought it was pretty scary sounding to me i would not want to be mugged by a bunch of kids i'll tell you that much no you know i would feel really bad afterwards I latched on to kind of what is she saying about gangs as well but I took it a little bit further and more nuanced there's a part where where Evie says that's gangs for you good at hating just the thought of that's gangs they're good at hating reminds me of politics and religion 
And so I feel like she's talking about literal gangs, but I feel like what she's saying, she is saying about just kind of people in general and the way we group and treat each other because religions and political parties are also very good at hating and they kind of treat each other like this sometimes literally. Yeah. That's kind of where I went. Well, Molly, you stole mine. Wow. (laughs) Do you have anything to add to that? Nope. That's pretty much what I was going to say is it's kind of fitting of people in general, these groups that for one reason or another, they're discriminating against a group of other people. And it also kind of ties in with the uh, blood for blood. You have people who kind of justify their hatred and their discrimination by saying, oh, well, this is a thing, therefore, and this person did this to me. So this entire group of people is like this. Or a friend of a friend said that once this person gave them a dirty look, so... I'm just going to hate everybody that fits that description. Um, Sounds like a certain podcaster I know in the way that they feel about the French. Who was that? Who could that be? I don't know. <laughs> so I would like to go on a record and I would like this added somewhere. I actually don't hate the French <laughs> as much as I jokingly say. <laughs> Is I that have to also keep my on hate record? for the French suppressed? I do not like people from highly populated French areas that deal with American tourists because of how they treat people who don't act like fucking tourists. I, I don't like them. It's not that I actively hate them. I just don't like them because they act like they're better than people. So (laughs) this is going to be a really interesting episode synopsis. Molly does this. Goodwin does this. Brittany does this. Indy apologizes to the French. I did not apologize. That was not an apology. That was not an (laughs) apology. Fuck you. (laughs) I don't take it back. I'm just saying that with a lot of vitriol, I don't actually hate them as much as it sounds like. Well, I'm going to pull an indie and be completely different than all of y'all. Hey. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, a, I had a, I pulled a Britney and had mine stolen. So. Exactly. So, <laughs> mine is trying to find a place where you belong. I feel like that this was mostly with Evie in this chapter because there's so many different places that she could have gone in this chapter. She first could have gone with Lady, Bit- Lady Bitchy McBitch Face. She had that decision. She could have gone with Juba Huba. Could have joined the Vipers if she wanted to. Instead, she decided to join Briar because they're going to house up and it's going to be so cute. <laughs> and she picked the right one. She did. Of all those choices, Briar is definitely the best choice. <laughs> yep, absolutely. She picked a good one. I, I guess there's also a couple others within this chapter. 
the people in the gangs deciding to be in those gangs. I feel like that's kind of a stretch because they were already in those gangs, I guess. I don't think it's really a stretch because we have this whole <laughs> thing with how Mai and Juana, they have to prove that they belong mm-hmm. by luring away the gate lord leader. In doing that, one of them gets killed. And yeah. then the other one kind of has to make a decision of, is this really where she belongs or not does she want to give this up and like go because she mentioned she has like a grandmother or an aunt or something like probably go live with this person find a, a way out but yeah she and doesn't says she decides to stay and blood for blood yeah so, yeah i guess it's not a stretch go me <laughs> Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Goodwin brought this up in his life, but I need to remember to do this. Just fucking walk away. Count. Mm. Do something instead of hitting someone. It's not worth it. Because... Yeah. There have been so many times that, like, my mouth has gotten me in trouble because I haven't stopped and said, listen. Me too. Has every single one of those people deserved it? Probably not, but... No, every person I went off on definitely deserved it. Do I feel like (laughs) I was justified in the moment to go off on them? Yes. I wrote, be prepared, but be flexible, which I feel like a lot of times I already do. Just Briar does a really good job of this, of kind of thinking ahead of possibilities. But then when what happens turns out to be something that he completely didn't expect, he kind of figures out how to go with it. He tries to find a teacher for Evie. And then when that doesn't work, he's like, okay, I'm ready to do this and, and just kind of goes with it. I see it also in the scene where he's telling Evie, like, I I'm, don't know any more than you do. And she's like, well, we'll figure it out together. And he's like, well, I guess we're going to have to. The whole time on their way home, he's trying to prepare for how he's going to deal with this, what he's going to tell Rose Thorne. And then he gets there and she's like, of course, she's going to come live here. And then he's like, oh. Okay. I think also do what's best for your students, which feels really obvious. I have two. My first one is when um, Jeblu didn't know who Evie was or where she come from. If he had a kinder side, Briar had yet to see it. And sometimes I'm not very kind to people, especially people I don't know. So I want try to remember, be kind. You don't know who this person is or what they've gone through. Be nice. Be kind. They could be going through some shit. Just be kind. And then my other one, we've already talked a lot about where Briar is realizing that Evie thinks that he's amazing and uh, she sees a Pahan, not a 14-year-old kid who spent the last four years with his nose in the dirt and wonders if Rose Thorn has ever felt this way. Being an adult and having a kid of my own, yes, Rose Thorn has definitely felt this way. Malia looks up to me and she's like, mommy, you're the best person ever. And you're amazing and you do all these cool things like no I'm just trying to figure shit out too I don't know what the fuck's going on and I have this person looking up at me like oh you don't do anything wrong like yes child I do I fuck up all the time you just don't realize that (laughs) yes Briar she feels that way I I want to be a better teacher for my child Because sometimes I mess up a whole lot. 
I want to to continue to be that light for my child and just roll with whatever she throws at me. Like, Evie's like, oh, well, you're a better teacher than this person, which isn't saying much, <laughs> but still. Oh, that, you only know that? Well, that could be a lesson. We'll figure stuff out and we'll figure stuff out together, especially since I'm fixing to have a second one. <laughs> I, I, I am using Malia as a guinea pig. <laughs> to be able to be a teacher for this second one (laughs) as the third and youngest child the youngest child always appreciates that yes (laughs) honestly I'm not a parent but from everything I have heard from everyone I know who is a parent we're gonna figure this out together is basically how it goes it's like adulting it really is like I I want to find an adult more adult adult all the time when my child comes to me like oh shit I'm the adult I I've got to figure this shit out my child is depending on me oh oh no I need an adult oh wait I am the adult oh fuck oh shit (laughs) oh no (laughs) I think that's basically what Briar is going through in this chapter yeah (laughs) like oh oh no I I'm the one in charge that's not good we're all gonna die. Fortunately for Briar, they get home and he remembers that he's 14. Well, he, he, there he is does an adult. Have an, an adult here, adult. I, yes. I don't, I don't have that. I, I'm it. Uh, oh, no. Also, with the preface of me not being a parent, the fact that you have the self-awareness to be able to say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying every day to do better is, I feel like, massive. You're already well ahead of a bunch of other parents who don't even realize that, you know, they just keep going with any... I I feel a lot better now that she's older, but like when she was first born, my husband, he's had kids before, and so I was like okay, all right, he's going to be able to help me out. I'm going to be able to figure this out. He took one day off of work. He's like, okay, I'm going back to work now. I'm like, oh no, you're going back to work? I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to end up killing this thing. I don't know what I'm doing at all. I thought I was going to have you for at least a few more days to try to figure out what the hell I'm doing. And he gave me one day and Oh no, oh. We're, me and you are not going to have fun. We're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. I hope you live, child. She's almost six, so I think I figured it out. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in good shape. You have a vague idea. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. My personal magic was actually the same as Indy's. Sometimes you just need to like count to 10, 20, 30, 50, whatever you need to, you know, not take some time to chill out. Don't always just run off and say the first thing that comes to your mind. Because sometimes you say stuff in the heat of the moment that you don't mean. They can be taken the wrong way just because you're not thinking through what you're doing. And I've dealt with this not a ton, but like occasionally me and Allison will like, like honestly rare because we communicate so well. But there are moments when you might be upset about something or someone did something to you and instead of just instantly like you know going at them for something that happened earlier in the day that was like upsetting you just just stop take a deep breath leave the situation for a little bit and then come back with a more clear mind because you 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 say stuff you know you can say something that could be really mean or hurtful without really intending to because we're intending to (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah but, but sometimes it's better to not because yeah, even exactly. if you did need it just yeah. like even if you do feel a certain way like there's a more tactful way to go about it than just learning it out immediately it's so nice to hear people say this because i feel like I spend a lot of time trying to do that. And sometimes, damn it, I wish I didn't. Sometimes I wish I just said the nasty thing and like put the person in their goddamn place. And at least once I did, and I don't regret it. Yeah, I I feel like personally for me, it's just not worth it most of the time. Say someone does something rude in front of you at the grocery store. Like, is it worth getting into a whole thing about it in public? It depends on the person, the thing, and why. I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it depends. But like, if someone like cuts in front of you with a cart or something, you could be there and you could go like, geez, or whatever. You know, Somebody could walk in front of you at oh. church, so now you have to murder them. Yeah. Yes. You have to murder their entire family. <laughs> yes. I, I can't say I've ever gone that far. I'm glad. I wouldn't because I take the 10, 50 seconds, however long I need to be like, you know what? I won't I'm kill their going. entire family for slighting me this time. Just, just them. I'm only going to kill them. I don't need to kill their yeah. whole family. Yeah, exactly. You've got to use moderation. <laughs> and moderation comes from just, you know, chilling out a little bit. <laughs> I will That's, not use this as an excuse to start a gang war. This time. <laughs> time. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 11 of Street Magic. The next morning, Briar and Evie went to Princess Heights to fetch her cats. Wearing racks that supported straw baskets, Briar and Evie passed through the entrance to her part of the Heights, a black stone arch that some wit had named Sunrise Gate. It opened onto a broad tunnel into the rock. Briar looked around as Evie led the way. He could see wood and stone shoring everywhere. Part of the tunnel roof was covered by a wooden ceiling. In places, the wooden planks had fallen. Heaps of stone and dirt lay under them. Don't you worry about cave-ins, he asked. Evie shrugged. They happen all the time. Nobody thinks about it much. Briar shuddered and decided he wouldn't ask any more questions. In the wider tunnels, the air was reasonably fresh. Shafts cut through into open air above, creating a breeze. It carried a rich bouquet of scents. Wood smoke, burned food, rancid oil, burning fat, mildew, and rot. Leaving the large tunnel, they turned into a smaller one, then a third. Now, serious odors flooded Briar's sensitive nose. The jelly-thick reek of too many people in a space for much too long a time made his eyes water. The stone itself had absorbed years of old urine and dung, cook fires, blood, cheap food, and death. Briar was gasping as they entered their fifth tunnel. His nose had stopped up completely. Tears flooded down his cheeks. The light thrown off by a few inches and burning knots of wood or manure showed air filled with a gray haze. He stopped to rearrange his burden, settling the rack lower on his shoulders. The roof was not very high in the depths. Can, how can you bear it? He asked Evie. She frowned, confused. Bear what? The smell! Evie shrugged. I don't smell anything. She raised her flat-ended nose and sniffed. Oh, all right. Somebody was cooking goat last night. Don't you like goat? Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. 
Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that, like, on Facebook, like, like a decade ago when people would be like, oh, how many fifth graders could you take in a fight or whatever? I don't remember that. You don't, you, you never, like, got those, like, uh-uh. is this like, like a new reality show? insane, Jesus. In, instead of who's smarter than a, t- instead of who's smarter than a fifth grader, it's who's tougher than a fifth grader. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, I, I remember that being a thing, though. People were like, you know, like. Like it, were, it was like quizzes, like, oh, how many fifth graders can you take in a fight? Or, and then it's like, were they in waves? Like, was there a boss every 10 waves? Like, it, like an eighth grader or something that you had oh, to, like, it was a whole thing. I don't remember Maybe it was just a very niche thing that I was, you know what? I'm going gonna, gonna to keep quiet. You know what? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> that was my theme. Gangs are bad. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.